So much in life is scripted, but this is unedited. Listen in as we have casual conversations about art and faith. Welcome to Unedited. I am Farley Sanderford. And I'm Jennifer Chetlett. And this week we have a special guest with us, as usual, right? Um, So for this episode, we are talking with uh, the May artist for um, Gallery Edit's first Friday show, uh, Jenny Kimbrough. Hello. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah. Um, So we are going to talk to her and... Yep. About her. Get to her know work, her a little bit and, better. Getting to know you. <laughs> you don't usually <laughs> sing on here. Is that going to be a new thing? I don't know. Maybe okay. it's my new shtick. Okay. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, so, we, Jennifer and I looked on your website to um, find out some more about you. And um, we found out that you live in Michigan. Well, you, you, we, we knew you lived in Michigan. Um, it says you did your undergrad in Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. And you did some graduate work in Kansas. Yep. Um, so can you tell us more, like fill in some of the gaps there? Like where, right. kind of tell us a little bit more about your upbringing and, and where you're from and okay. that sort of um, background. Well, I grew up in Missouri. I lived most of my younger years near Kansas City, okay. and so that's why I did undergraduate in Missouri, because state school, you know, sure, right. um, and then after that was looking for a graduate school, ended up in Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. and my husband and I, from there, moved to Houston, Texas, mm. spent several years, yeah, it was a big, was a big change, yeah, yeah, it was a good change, it was for his job, he mm-hmm. worked at a church down in Houston, that's great church, Sagemont. Um, and we lived there for about seven years. Okay. And then God took us on quite the journey mm-hmm. because my husband was feeling the call to get into ministry more mm-hmm. and become a pastor or minister of some sort with like actual credentials and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> in that we ended up going back to Missouri for a year for him to do seminary. Mm-hmm. And then we were in Germany for a year while he did a pastoral residency. And so we got to have all of the lovely fun of Europe and living there for I didn't know that was a thing. You can do a pastoral residency. I'm changing my career. I know. (laughs) You need to look into residencies more. I know. I think it's not super common right now, but it is getting, like, I've heard several churches Uh that are like, this is a good idea. Yeah. You know, bring somebody in that's right out of seminary that wants, like, that next step step of real church experience but the benefit of living somewhere else is yeah. just huge yeah I think. You yeah know, and i mean I europe come right, on right, right. right. Sure. it was amazing i uh, bet i bet um and from there we ended up traveling and helping out churches mm. for almost another whole year mm-hmm. and then he got a job in boyne city michigan and so we moved to michigan so okay. we've been there for two years now and it is so much better than I ever could have thought, and so much more art than I ever imagined in That's like fantastic. small town yeah, area. Yeah. But where are you in relation to Ann Arbor? Like three and a half, no, four and a half hours. You're, oh, so yeah. you're far away. Okay, we're far away from everything. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. fair, fair. Um, so, when did you know you wanted to be an artist? Like, tell us about that journey, that process for you. I mean. 
I wanted to be an artist from the time that I knew what artists were. Uh, like <laughs> Just, what age would you say? Like, a kid. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, because my mom is an artist. Oh, and okay. so I grew up with art and painting mm-hmm. and drawing mm-hmm. and emulating her. Mm-hmm. And I always loved it. Mm. So I don't actually t- remember a time that that wasn't what I wanted first. Mm-hmm. There was a period in middle school and high school that I was thinking maybe I would go into sciences and have art Mm -hmm. as a side job Mm -hmm. or like a thing I did as a hobby but Mm -hmm. the farther I got into science the more I realized what I'm passionate about and what I love is art and science is more the like oh that's kind of cool Mm -hmm. you know and oh you'll enjoy we have someone on staff Sky Young she's a um scientific and medical illustrator oh nice yeah Yeah. I totally thought about going that direction but yeah I I just figured that I needed to go into where my heart really was, sure. and it was in making art. Mm. Were your parents supportive of that? Because sometimes mm-hmm. in the church, people are kind of how, well, how are you going to make money? In the church, so. oh. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Yeah, I mean, they were they were concerned that there wasn't a like viable career option. But mm. my when I was younger, my idea was I was going to become an artist and a professor because mm. I do like teaching sure, quite sure. a lot. Mm-hmm. But life had different plans for me. Mm. But that was my original goal was to be a professor. Mm -hmm. So they were very supportive of do what you love doing as long as what you love doing has a way for you to know that you're going to be okay. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's fair. How has your faith, your personal faith, informed the kind of art you make or the way you make art or Mm -hmm. et cetera? And vice versa, how has your art informed or impacted your personal faith? Well, that's a really good question because I wasn't a Christian until I was, I think, 22 or 3. And so the formative years of me trying to figure out what Mm -hmm. art was and who I was as an artist Mm -hmm. started in college Mm because that's when you're really going from, hey, I like drawing to what does this mean? Why am I doing Mm -hmm. this? Right. And in college, a lot of the what does this mean and why am I doing this was what is most important to me, mm-hmm. which was me. So I did a lot of introspective, psychological, mm. self-portrait type work and right. really digging into my internal self. Mm. And then I had the radical life change mm-hmm. of finding faith. Mm-hmm. And I totally changed what is my most important thing what Mm -hmm. is it that drives me it's no longer me and trying to figure out myself Mm -hmm. it's God it's faith Mm -hmm. it's how do I have a relationship with God what are the questions that I want to ask you know what Mm -hmm. is the thing that I feel like people need to know Mm -hmm. about who Jesus is or how you think about faith deeply. Mm-hmm. And so, um, therefore my, from that point forward, my art has been exploring different aspects of faith and spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. So I work mostly in different series because mm-hmm. what I do when I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I've kind of explored this one thing. Mm-hmm what am I going to do next? I start journaling on what is it that's most important to me right now? What Mm -hmm. questions do I have? What am I struggling with? Mm -hmm. So I will 
land on an area that I just feel really deeply about Mm -hmm. and then start exploring what does that look like Mm -hmm. in my art? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what can I do visually to deal with that? Mm -hmm. So for example, about, oh, 10, 12, I don't even know. It's been a while. (laughs) Years ago, I had a car accident. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, I've been through a long journey of health issues and Mm. issues with pain and I Mm. now have fibromyalgia Mm. and so in that there was a point that it's just like what is it as a Christian to deal with Mm -hmm. the fact that life is hard Mm. I hurt people Mm. die Mm. like how do you reconcile the perfection of God and the hope in the Bible Mm. with this fact that there is so much pain in this life Mm. and so that's the issue that I was struggling with so therefore Mm. I have been working on a series of work that explores what does the Bible say about this Mm -hmm. what does the Bible say about pain and death what does the Bible say about the hope of resurrection what does the Bible say about miraculous healing and Mm. that intersection of where heaven and earth and flesh Mm. and eternity meet Mm. those are great things to wrestle with yeah Mm -hmm. do a whole podcast about that (laughs) yeah no those those are those are, are great so it sounds like um you called it like a radical life change, which it is, but that happened between undergrad and graduate for you. So I went to, um, you know, I'm, I'm an artist, artist of faith and was in a public school, secular school. Um, so I, I know what that was like for me. What was that like for you? Cause you had both, you were right before and after still in, in academia. So what was that like for you sorting all that out in that setting? It was kind of hard because Whenever I applied for graduate school, I was applying with work that I had made as Mm. a non-Christian. And whenever I came in and the first thing we did my first week was let's welcome the new students and have them talk about their work and the work they plan on doing. Mm -hmm. So I came in and said, here's the work I had done, but my plan for the future is here. And this is what I want to go for. And the professors were just thinking, what happened to this student that we (laughs) What is this going to look like? Because they're thinking Thomas Kincaid. They don't know what's going to happen. And they don't know how to have that deep, critical Mm. discussion. Yeah. And that was definitely a struggle in my graduate work that I had one professor that really did understand Mm. and was able to ask the right leading questions Mm. about the content of my work. The rest of them had a hard time asking the right questions on the content. So they either wanted me to change my content Mm. or were able to just look at the visual qualities that I presented. Mm. But that one professor ended up leaving and then it got worse. (laughs) It's so interesting because I I feel like like your experience in graduate school is is similar to um, a lot of of Christians. It, just mm-hmm. in talking about their faith, people get so turned off by um, I, I can't think of the word, but by like the exterior or their preconceived notions mm-hmm. of Christianity or of our faith or what that looks like. That yeah. that it's hard to get in there and, and really connect and and the name of your show relate to people. And I right. think. Um, 
we as as people who follow Christ, as artists who follow Christ, like have to be even better at talking about it because mm-hmm. I feel like it's our job to kind of meet people and assure them like, you know, we're still people. Yeah. We're still artists. We have these real huge issues like everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I think that your struggle in graduate school is similar to the struggle of every Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's something that it's been a lot of years since I was in graduate school and it's been a lot of years since I became a Christian. But thinking back, I wasn't prepared for mm-hmm. that. Right. I was a new believer. Sure. Right. I was younger as a person and I in general am somebody who wants to please authority. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so therefore these professors right. that are my authority that I'm looking up to as mm-hmm. the people who I am trying to do what they tell me because they're the experts. Right, right. And I wasn't prepared <laughs> right. and grounded enough in what I was mm. doing to be able to help them have that discussion to help me. Did you have a good community at that point or were you on your own doing that? Um, I had a good faith community which was totally separate from my art community that's hard it is and i think that if i went back now i would be fine right oh sure you know sure but yeah that's hard that was a hard place Mm -hmm. for you to navigate at that age at that point yeah in spiritual maturity that's a lot yeah 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 but it's definitely something that i'm grateful because it taught me a lot even Mm. if it was a hard time and frustrating it definitely taught me a lot sure Mm. uh so i want to shift gears and talk about um your show that we have up um so one of the collections um that or i guess a series um that you have made that we are showing is part of part of (laughs) showing lots of is three three different series parts right is yes. it four i think we just three. have from three yeah you have from three yeah. okay okay so we have parts from three different series so one of those series is called moral vestige immortal flight um can you tell us like a little bit more context well, for that particular series? series that's the series that i am struggling with with the pain issues so, okay okay um, and I can tell you more about why I chose the way that I'm creating that work that whenever I started the idea of that series and I'm thinking what kind of consistency do I want? What kind of look do I want? Because mm-hmm. you need to have some kind of visual consistency right. within some a body. Kind of you know, yeah. I I'm not necessarily good at having visual consistency between series, sure. but within a series. That's fair. And so the medium that I chose for that series is to work with encaustic and mixed media. Mm-hmm. And the reason I did that was because encaustic has that, because it's wax, right. has that like fleshy feel. Like it just has that tactile mm-hmm. feel to it. I mean, there's a reason they use wax at wax museums is because there's a similarity right. to mm. skin. And then I really like the way that it layers because encaustic has so much more substantial depth mm. and you can use it to create all of these translucent foggy layers mm-hmm. that have a lot of things buried in it. And I like the idea that the 
visual depth creates a certain correlation with time. Mm -hmm. And so there's this journey in the piece that you're looking at. And obviously as an artist, there's all of these, like everybody else is looking at it. Be like, Oh yeah, that looks cool. And I'm like, and there's time and all of the, Mm -hmm. but that's what I feel like where, you know, you see that layering and it becomes a thing itself. It's not just a color. Mm -hmm. It's not, just these like I'll have pills that are embedded in the wax like Mm -hmm. it's not just that you see the process that has to come through and then you can carve back in and it's Mm -hmm. kind of like archaeology back in there Mm -hmm. you know yeah can you um so in the the we are showing psalm 1510 that piece the Mm -hmm. the, yes the one with the it's like the silhouette of a person in a chair and then when you look closer you see like bodies Mm -hmm. that piece is like hauntingly beautiful to me thank you yeah can you Talk about it a little bit. I can. Could one of you look up Psalm 1510 so yeah. I have a better reference? Yep. Of, okay. Yep. Yeah. So That's one of the be, problems yeah. with the work that I do and titling everything after the scripture. Yeah. Like, I have a general idea of what <laughs> right. the scripture says, right. but whenever it's like, what's this one about? Like, nah. Right. No, can I look that up real quick? No, that's totally fair. <laughs> I just love that piece because... Um, I think you were talking about the layers. It's one of those ones that draws you in. And the more time you spend with it, the more you see that's there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I, yeah, that one was just just really drew me in. I like that piece a lot. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I'm a big fan of that one, too. My husband's kind of like, I don't know, that one's okay. And I'm like, but it's, I love it. Yeah. Well, I I like that kind of, um, I like when there's like, I don't want to say darkness, but I can't think of another word. I like when there's some depth to, mm-hmm. even if it, even if it is a little bit dark. Yeah, like, like a little uncomfortable depth. Right. I like know? that. All right. So it's, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. So that one has a lot to do with the fact that even when we die and we're buried, mm-hmm. we're still waiting. We're still in that position where we will be resurrected with Jesus. Like there's, so that's why the person is sitting in the chair and this kind of like, they're not gone. They're in that like moment between death and heaven. Mm -hmm. That isn't even a moment because time is a ridiculous thing to talk about Mm -hmm. whenever you're talking about these mysteries. (laughs) There's some heavy theology here. Yeah. 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 But it's this, like the death, death is not the, end of itself like so and that's also why the um figure in it is in the oh what is the word the outline the silhouette yeah well it's silhouette but it's the um negative space silhouette so he's not even there so he's not in the right yeah okay so Mm. he's he's moved from the Mm. death to heaven waiting I don't know you know what I'm you know I what do. I'm saying okay, but, but this is what I this is what I love about art because you can have conversations about ideas like this that mm-hmm. that really there aren't words for right so all of these things that you're talking about and thinking about and expressing mm-hmm. there's not language for it which is why we're struggling to right. communicate about it but your piece does it beautifully Thank your piece you. says all of that Thank you. and and communicates in a, you know art communicates in a way mm-hmm. that our words sometimes cannot because mm-hmm. a lot of I, I totally get what you're saying like even more than what you're saying because yeah. your your piece says all of that um, so yeah that's mm-hmm. a really nice piece Thank you. Um, 
in talking about um, your series, let's talk about the. Could you say it loved or because you have the yes. ED? Okay, the loved series of right. um, the the portraits. Can you tell us like the the genesis of your line of thinking in like painting that group um, diverse group of people? Like, how did you? Right. Where did that come from? Um, that series came from several years ago when I was again at a point where I was like, you know, I need something new. Mm. I'm ready to work on a new thing. So in what is important to me, I had just recently been spending a lot of time online looking at different art to mm. get inspired to see what other artists are doing mm -hmm. because you only have so much access to museums, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I was using the internet as my museum, which is very effective and yeah, I sure. love it. Yes. But the thing that really struck me was that it felt like in looking at art that was figurative, there were kind of two different groups. One group is that all of the people that were portrayed were what is conventionally beautiful, mm -hmm. mostly young, mm -hmm. thin, kind of cleaned up pretty, mm -hmm. so the painting version of Photoshop. Sure. Right. Or they're taking the figure and creating grotesque. Mm -hmm. You know, so taking the human form and kind of grossing it up a mm. bit so that it it feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And in thinking about that, it's just like, what is it that God is looking at when mm. he's seeing people? He's mm. not seeing worth in the beauty that's on the outside of people mm. like we do. He's not seeing who is worthy of love, who is capable of love mm. based on how young you are and how mm. thin you are. Mm. And so our society has that so wrong. Mm. And therefore the art that our society is producing and consuming reflects that. Mm. And so I wanted to do a piece that is more reflecting who it is and what it is for God to see as beautiful mm. and loved and worthy. Mm. And also in response to who God sees as that way, therefore as the church. So all of the people that I have portrayed do happen to be people who go to church and have a faith practice and believe in God, that they themselves are then the reflection mm. of God's love mm. to the rest of the world. Mm. So they are the embodiment of love. I like how they're all equal. Mm -hmm. Like you've painted them all the same way. They're yeah. all in the frame. Mm -hmm. they, they all take up about the same amount of space, but right. they're all... So I, that the way you've painted them definitely reflects what, yeah. you're, what you're thinking because yeah. there, there's no, you know... Yeah. Yeah. It's not about how great is your smile for uh -huh. the camera face. It's not about like... It's not about the pose. Right. And it's not about the background and how well you fit in with mm -hmm. the background. It's about the person as they are. Mm -hmm. So just having that pleasant but neutral expression that has a connection through good eye contact mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. directly looking at the viewer. Are they and all people from your church? Are they all people that you know? They're all people that I have met. Okay. Um, I know different ones, different amounts. Sure. But they are all, are all people that I have met. That's fun that, that you, yeah, that's yeah. fun. Well, and that's something where it's not necessarily necessary 
for them to be people that I've met, but I should like it. Right, like, yeah, right. That way, whenever I'm painting people, I'm like, I'm hanging out with my friends. Right, and that's like, what I feel like to be. House, and people are like, oh, who's that? I'm like, that's Holly. Right, <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. Yeah, I like the I like the way they take up the space in the gallery because mm-hmm. they do feel like people are in the gallery. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it feels like I want there to be this feeling of community, this right. feeling of like I know these people and like them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that there is a warmth and a, a friendliness and connection, mm-hmm. even though for most people they're strangers. Sure, you know I can't expect everyone to know the people I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so the last series that we'll talk about is the one called, um, and the word was God. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, two part question. One, can you talk about, talk to us more about that? And then also we'd love to hear more about your time in Germany and how, um, if those things like connect, cause you, you use a German text. Right. So, so we want to like know more about <laughs> well, that. Well, even and how your travels affected your art, like how. Yeah, yeah. more broadly, but Sorry, specifically I, I want to know about Germany too. I made okay, it a yeah. three-part question. Yeah. <laughs> well, first part, that series is actually kind of the most straightforward for me, mm-hmm. just because a lot of them have like a really deep behind the scenes context of why I chose to do that. That one I chose to do because we were in Germany And I had a very small amount of space to work in Mm -hmm. the apartment we were in. Mm -hmm. So I had my loved series of the portraits, Mm -hmm. and they're 24 by 24, which is small for me, but a sizable size. But I didn't have room to do other art that was also large. I needed something small Mm -hmm. that I could do as a second thing because I can't work on just one thing very well. I need to have like two, three, four different projects going on at the same time Mm -hmm. that have Mm -hmm. very different looks yes and so (laughs) in just trying to figure out what can I do that's small Mm. I ended up on finding a German bible at an antique market Mm. and thinking you know this is beautiful itself as a jumping point so just taking each of those pages reading what is on that page Mm -hmm. and using the page as inspiration for the visual things on the page. Mm -hmm. So they're not really illustrations in the normal sense of illustration, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, they're kind of illustrations because it's that scripture. And then I have found some visualization to go with that scripture. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that's how I came to that one which then takes us back to Germany and our travels. So obviously I loved Germany. I mean, I guess not obviously. Some people don't love it. I loved it. We've always dreamed about living overseas, where especially were you in Europe. Germany? Yeah, where? Um, Rammstein, which okay. is actually... Isn't that where there's a big military base mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Which is the church that we were at with serving the military community because okay. uh-huh. it's an American... Well, mm-hmm. it's an English-speaking, internationally-based mm-hmm. church that that particular one was serving the military Mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of had the best of both worlds because then we had all of the Germany and Europe we wanted, but Mm -hmm. we also had the comfort of a lot of Americans Mm -hmm. and the fact that everyone where we were knew English because that's the community that they lived in. Um, But one of the things that was really fun was the ability to travel all of the places Mm -hmm. because the U.S. is so big and trying to get from one place to another is a lot harder. Yeah. And then 
living in Europe, it's like, and France is 40 minutes away. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I popped on a flight to Venice for 15 euro. That's crazy. You know. Yeah. So there was a lot of art dreams that came true. I got to go to the Venice Biennale, which was amazing. I know. <laughs> like, I never thought that was going to happen. And I always wanted to go. And then yeah. we were there the year that it was happening. And it was $25 to get in. And I'm like, I can do that. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Wow. Going to Venice. Yeah. Got to go to Rome. Always wanted to go see, like, all of the art and architecture and history there. Um, to go to Florence? No. I've been to Florence, okay. but not that sure. that trip. There's just so many places to go. Oh, yeah. Um. Got to go to Paris and all of the museums there. Mm. Like, it was definitely a dream come true. Mm. But it was also hard art-wise because, mm-hmm. first off, I am not good at working while traveling. Mm. And I always am a little bit envious of artists that are like, and I brought my sketchbook and I'm working in the car and I brought my sketchbook <laughs> and here I am at this national park and making work. And yeah. I brought my sketchbook on vacation and I'm doing this art. Like, yeah. I can't. It's yeah. so hard for me. Yeah. I really need to have that like set routine uh-huh. to get myself into the studio and working. Yeah. And so it was difficult to make sure that I had working time especially once we left Germany and were just traveling sure Mm. it helped that I actually had a lot of commissions at that point so Mm. I had to work because people were expecting me to finish pieces to give to them right (laughs) right because they paid me (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and so that that was helpful but the traveling was hard and just having no permanent place so therefore not knowing what I can commit to. Mm-hmm. So I can't try and start finding galleries like this where you're mm-hmm. scheduling six months, a year, two months, right. years out. Right. I don't know where I was going to live and yeah. if I was going to be able to send a body of work sure. anywhere. Sure. So I had a period where I just didn't show as much and didn't mm-hmm. do as much because there was a lot of uncertainty so Mm -hmm. that's one of the great things now is that living in one place I can have that certainty and just like send my work out there Mm -hmm. um so I'm I'm still still thinking about Germany because I'm thinking about the German church I've um done a little bit of reading and research on Dietrich Bonhoeffer and so I'm I'm just thinking of the rich um Mm -hmm. Christian history in Germany that a lot of people don't know about because all they know about is the Holocaust. And so I, that's, <laughs> my mind was, was thinking about the German church there for a moment. Right. Um, in that series though, um, you talk about, so the, um, this, the word was God series. Um, you stitch a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot of mixed media. You talk about that being meditative and like a prayer. I was just wondering if you have any other practices like this that are similar to that, that are meditative or in your art that, you know, that are like that for um, you. In my art, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I I do like having a series that I'm working on, and right now it's that series, and it's pro- I don't have any reason for it to see it not being that work because mm-hmm. my German Bible is really large, and there's a lot could, of pages. Yeah, <laughs> you could make a lot from yeah, that. Yeah, I like having one of the series that I'm doing to have some kind of repetitive action. I don't know why, because I don't actually like doing repetitive actions, but something in me needs that. Mm -hmm. Something in Mm -hmm. me needs to have something that I'm not actually have at the front of my brain to have to make decisions, Mm -hmm. you know? 
So the stitching or like small drawings mm -hmm. or repetitive mark making kind of thing is really good for my art practice. And mm -hmm. right now that series is the one that's fulfilling that. And then other than that, art-wise, no, I do in the morning do a prayer journal, mm -hmm. which never thought that would be true because I don't actually like journaling. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it was, it became a very effective practice for me after I went through the book, The Artist Way. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the suggestions mm -hmm. for at least the time that you're have you guys heard of the artist way? Mm -hmm. Who who wrote that? I don't remember. It I sounds remember. familiar. Yeah, I feel like I've heard I, of I've it. Heard yeah, of the book, it I sounds think. familiar. Yeah. Well, it's blanket spiritual, but kind of aimed towards Christian mm -hmm. art practices okay. to help you, like, kind of refresh and get rid of artist block and creative block. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of different exercises that you do mm -hmm. weekly or however long. Mm. So yeah, um, it's a really good tool for if you're feeling stuck artistically, mm -hmm. especially if you have a spiritual and faith practice. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the suggestions that that book made was every single day, write three pages. Mm -hmm. And for that, it can be whatever the three pages you want are. What is effective for me is to start out with what am I, what is my plan for the day where am I going today mm -hmm. so I can like kind of get myself oriented mm -hmm. and then spend the rest of the time praying. Mm. So just prayer journaling. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still doing that even though it's been like four years. Wow. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. I never stick with anything that long. Yeah. I generally don't either. I'm like, I need to start a new habit. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I've, yes. No, four that's, days later. What was I doing? Right. I no, that's, that's uh, admirable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know if you know, but I'm an art historian. I'm not a oh. practicing visual artist. Nice. Um, and so my favorite question that I like to ask all our artists that come in is related to my personal interest in work. Um, and it, this can be as broad or as specific as you like. Um, but I would like to know if you have a favorite artist or period or style, um, or if you have like a top three mm -hmm. um, that you like that has either impacted you or just visually you right. like. And it, criteria is whatever right. you want it to be. Um, I am terrible at picking favorites, so mm -hmm. I don't know that I can give you like the one favorite thing. Or it can even but, be like right, right now. Right. Well, like this the thing for me like... that really speaks to my in like my soul, what I love looking at mm -hmm. is modern and contemporary. Mm -hmm. So really the newer it gets, the more likely I am to be like, mm. like there's just something inside me that that speaks to, mm -hmm. you know, because like I can appreciate renaissance but I don't look at it and like love it deep down mm. you know and I really love abstract expressionist work especially okay. a lot of contemporary artists that are doing that mm -hmm. which is kind of silly because I hate making it <laughs> <laughs> I know I get that like 
I know. It's just, why is it that the thing that visually speaks the most to me is something that I, like, if I start doing, I'm like, I hate this. This is stupid. It looks terrible. And I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, any of my abstract work has a lot of, like, reasons that I'm making the kinds of marks that I'm making and why I'm choosing the shapes that I'm choosing. It's like, and the circle is a symbol of, you know, and the artists that I like seeing their work are the ones that are just kind of like intuitively mark making Mm. and color choices is what really Mm. grabs them you know Mm -hmm. and then I I also like a lot of the contemporary conceptual stuff I really love a lot of the current installation work that's um I don't know how to pronounce her name so I'm not going to say it because I'm totally gonna (laughs) do it wrong but there's a artist that I believe she's Japanese and does these installations that are like threads and mm-hmm. the I got to go to the Venice Biennale that one of her installations was at that was these red oh, threads yeah. that had all these keys and like these way, boats way, in the middle no, of the room that were wooden yeah. and I know I know it's like we've what talked, you're talking I guess about we may have talked about this on one of our yeah, yeah. like yeah. immersive installations that have a lot of delicacy mm. and thought put into them so it's not just like taping together cardboard, though you can tape together cardboard in sure. some really spectacular ways. Sure, yeah. sure you sure. know. So maybe that too. Right. But, <laughs> and I also, since college, have really loved the sculptural, figurative work of Kiki Smith, mm-hmm. and um, there's an artist on Instagram that I just absolutely love her color aesthetic and mark making is Heather Day. Okay. Um, but yeah, Instagram I feel like is opened up this whole yeah, new realm for like it's people like currently making museum. things. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that there's certain artists that are in the fine art museum or but right. world, but there's so many artists that are finding a lot of success getting mm-hmm. their work out there on Instagram. It's kind of like the great equalizer. It is. That's what social like, media has done for artists. In I the think. end, you just have to be good at what you're doing. Right. You know, right. you don't have to fight this whole. Yep. Trying to find a gallery system, yep. which is just hard. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you kind of set up uh, actually our last question. Yeah, good segue. <laughs> it was an ex- excellent segue. Um, good for me. <laughs> you, talk, you talk about it online um, that you you mentioned installation work that mm-hmm. that you've done some of that. Um, do you have a dream installation piece you'd like to do, or is there like I have one that I would love to do, but I just don't know where to do it and how to afford the materials. Well, tell us what it is. We want to hear just the dream. It doesn't... Yeah. I am visualizing something that is layers of cut paper mm-hmm. that would have um, a light source that would really shine through so you see the brightness of all mm-hmm. of the different cuts and there's space between all the layers and probably mm-hmm. like at least 20 feet high and eight or nine feet wide that mm. would go with a series that is not shown in this show that is um, the Rapture series that mm. it would have the symbol. The those symbols, are all the big ones, the yeah, Rapture. The we ones. wanted to show those. They I were know, hard to and get I would here. Love for yeah, they were hard to get them, here. But yeah. they are ginormous. Right. No, I, I and get it. And shipping yeah. is just like, Absolutely. No, no I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the... Um, the symbol that all of those have in common has this big circle Mm -hmm. and then just like a flock of doves. Mm -hmm. And so having that, but having it so that the doves and the circle are this 
light projecting through mm. these layers of paper and then having it so that each layer of paper, you, whenever it has that light coming through and mm -hmm. creates shadow and light, mm -hmm. that you would see like one dove in one piece of paper would turn into like five because there's five pieces of paper there, mm. you know, and just the way that the light goes through. Mm. I think that would be great. But the type of, it would, and it would be like a translucent, so something mm -hmm. that is texturally like Yupo, you know, but then trying to actually execute that and have <laughs> a place to put it, right. and that is quite expensive. Sure, sure. Know? No, that sounds beautiful. I hope you get to make it. I would love to see that. Yeah. Because yeah. it sounds amazing. Yeah. It's something that if I could get funding for, yeah. I think I would right. have... We're putting it out there. She needs yeah. funding for this I project. I need funding for this project. <laughs> For <laughs> the next art prize, so not this come, not twenty nineteen, but twenty twenty. So there's, there's time. a venue yeah. that I could probably put that up. All right, you know? all right, all right. No, Just put it out into the world, we're putting yeah, the universe. Someone, <laughs> right, right. No, that's fantastic. Um, well, thank you for coming. I feel like yeah. there's so much more I want to know. We could keep going, but we probably should wrap this up. Yeah, I but guess. um, you mean people don't want to listen to this for like three hours? <laughs> I mean, we could we could try. There are some podcasts. Like, Multi-part. Multi yeah, we which we've, <laughs> we've we, done before. Yes, we've done. We but, can't shut up. <laughs> right, right. But um, but this is great. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for coming thank and talking guys. to us today. And um, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you would like to reach out to us, you can do that by emailing us at podcast at worldhorizonsusa.org. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, please uh, leave us a review and a rating so other people can find us. And you can share this with a friend. That'll help other people find us too. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Unedited. This podcast is produced in cooperation with Gallery Edit in Richmond, Virginia. You can reach us at podcast at worldhorizonsusa.org.